It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. It's going to be a great show today. We got Jake Ellenberger, the juggernaut, the UFC legend uh, with us. The guy with victories over, over Jake Shields, over Jay Haran, over Nate Marquardt. Uh, you think Shields was your biggest win? Uh, I mean, one of them for sure. You know, Diego Sanchez. Uh, there's a handful. I mean, Pele, small show, but we'll yeah. see how- there was that, that one really catapulted me, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. We also have Greg Romero Wilson, who's on a, a new show that got picked up, right, on Amazon. What, what is this, on Netflix? Uh, you were posting about it. Some new show that you, I was on, on Facebook. This, it's like it was a really big show. Well, it, it's on ABC. It's called United We Fall. Yes. It, hasn't been, it hasn't been picked up yet. But, I mean, it's been number one uh, in its time slot for two weeks in a row now. So, which is, which is I mean – that's nice. as good as you can hope for. That's as good as you can hope for for a show that just came out. So and hopefully that that sticks, and you know, and, uh, and then and then we see another season. And what's your character? I play the brother, the main gal, uh, Christina Vidal. Uh, I, she has uh, several brothers, and I'm one of them. Nice. There we go. And then yeah. Wean Dog, the man, the myth, the legend, a guy uh. who's now becoming the Joe Perez show. Actually, no longer Wean Dog. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, I'm still a wean dog, but, you know, I have many different characters that I do. Uh, Joe Perez is just uh, some character I made up. Who, uh, oh, oh, got it. Incel, <laughs> who uh, shares your name and face. And, <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and voice. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, a character, see, it seems like wean dog should be the character. And Joe Perez. Well, unfortunately, you, but... Wean Dog has a lot more realness to him than my real human person thing. That's very scary. Okay, yeah. so uh, anyway, we got a great show. I want to thank our sponsors, Speed Feed. <laughs> Marijuana is legal in California. Okay, get it delivered right to you. Speed. I got a gnat like right there. Speedweed.com. Check them out. Speedweed. They're good people. Gino's the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, just, just. Great guy. Uh, everything. Uh, I don't even. I haven't had sex without THC sex lube in a very long time, uh, and uh, it's you know, okay. I, I highly recommend it. So we got uh, we got supposedly Phil Baroni. Uh, he says he doesn't have a phone anymore, but uh, but he's gonna try to get on. <laughs> he's gonna try to get on the podcast at, at twelve thirty. Uh, is, is he gonna get on the podcast? I don't know. He He's going to borrow someone's phone, but he's he's doing well. He's got a fight. I hope he does. I mean, I hope he does. It's just so funny. He's headlining a bare-knuckle boxing card uh, uh, in September. He's fighting Tiago Alves on the same card that Kendall Grove is fighting Hector Lombard on this bare-knuckle boxing. Hey, listen, we wanted a senior division in the UFC, and apparently (laughs) they have swooped in and made that happen in bare-knuckle. 
Hey, I'm going to watch that in a heartbeat. I'm more excited about that card than, than uh, a lot of cards out there. Uh, <laughs> also, John Wood. John Wood, a uh, very amazing trainer, was a fighter who trains at – he owns Syndicate Gym. Um, he's going to be coming out, calling in. He also just got COVID. Uh, so I want to ask him what that was like um, because uh, he was supposed to be fighting, quartering a, a guy in the LFA, and him and the fighter both pulled out because Wood got COVID. So uh, I know his, his, his main, his girlfriend slash top dog, Jojo Calderwood, is fighting this week in the UFC uh, in, in Las Vegas. That's so I'll talk about Jennifer that. Maya. So Jennifer Maya. Meanwhile, yeah. I did a show last Friday, a Zoom show. I do these Zoom shows. And the thing about Zoom shows, one of the good things about it is that you can get people from all over the world that wouldn't necessarily come to a show. You know, I could talk to my friend in Florida, my friend in England, Australia, you know, the hard part is that no one's coming unless I personally ask them. Uh, so that could, that could, yeah. Oh, for sure. That could be hard. Even like posting something on Instagram or Facebook doesn't do what it did once back in the day. I mean, you have to, I have to yeah. personally like gather in the troops, but there was a person on the show last week who showed up in all camouflage. Uh, like he was like, like a, a mil I thought maybe he's in like, in like the military, you know, but then he was wearing, was a, it Joe Perez? But then he was wearing a, <laughs> He had a microphone and a Supreme hat. Like a, so I'm like, okay, this is not the, I'm, a, I'm the military. So I was like, sir, are you in the milita military? He holds up a machine gun. And it was like a legit machine gun. Wow. But he's like, no. Uh, so he was just there watching the show. So some guy with a machine gun in full con camouflage. And uh, he was actually a good audience member. But I was very concerned as to what the hell was going on. Uh, I kept calling him Antifa and this and that. Well, I was about to say, it's nice to know what the federal police are doing on their lunch break. <laughs> 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 they're watching your, your stand-up show on Zoom. You know? between, between pummeling protesters in Portland, they take a break to enjoy a little Adam Hunter comedy. Now, now Jake, you're in the National Guard, right? No, I was in the Marines, yeah. You were in the Marines. Uh, did they... Were you worried about them calling you in? Are, are you about? Are, are 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 you like on call if like they call you for? No, 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 no. My my yeah, my time's up. Um, no, yeah. When you reserve, I mean, it's it's if they if they need your your job, your MOS, then yeah. my my brother got deployed. Adam, my older brother, he was in the Marines. We were in the same unit, um, but they needed a lot of his job, so he got he attached. You know, they he activated to a another unit, went to Iraq in two thousand five. So wow. Wow, wow. How hard was boot camp? You know, I mean, it's, it's a lot at once. You know, f physically, not that hard. Not that hard. But, you know, when you're every day, it's like you're waking up at 3.34. It's just, it's a lifestyle change, man. Like, when you're 18 or 19 and you go through boot camp, it's just like, holy shit. It's a lot at once, you know. But, it's, I mean, it's physically not that hard, but... It, it'll wear, wear for you for you it wasn't physically that hard <laughs> I, think, I think if me or, or or joe went we might we might we might be more of an adjustment than it sounds like it was for you yeah but, by the way let's talk about that because you know i've been doing this fight camp by the way i swear by it it's getting me in the best shape i've been in since my, my early 20s you know they give you a new workout every day on this app um you know 10 rounds of like sparring kickboxing plus like, but I know if I don't go before one or two in the afternoon, that's all I'm thinking about. Like my whole day in the back of my head is like, I got to work out. I got to work out. It's taking such a big space in my head that like I have to go get out of the way. Jake, as a retired fighter, 
uh, you're in really good shape. Is that because you're planning on possibly making a comeback? Uh, and how are you staying in such good shape? Uh, well, I mean, for, I, 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 I just love training, to be honest. I, I don't have any plans now to fight. But uh, it's kind of, you know, over the years, you just you train so much, it becomes, it becomes like a routine, you know what I mean? I love working. You know, you obviously love the way it makes you feel, the way it makes you look. But, no, for me, too, I, I'm, I'm a guy, like, I got to do it in the morning. So, typically, I work out in the morning, and it's like, you just, you know, your day, you feel better, that whole thing. But no, I mean, I just, it's, it's one of those things that's just kind of ingrained a little bit in you. Just what are you out. walking around on right now? Uh, 200. Now, do you, like, do you step on a scale and get mad if you're, because since I was 19 years old, if I step on a scale and I'm heavy, uh, I, I like, I'm like ruined. Like, I, it just fucks up my whole, I think it's because of my eating disorder back in my, my, my wrestling oh, sure. days. Do you yeah. still have that at all or no? No, no. I mean, and even now, like, I, I don't even care. I don't care what I weigh. You know, I, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of weird though. I'm an ingredient reader, so I'll read like ingredients and shit. So if there's like fake sugar, genetically modified shit, you know, there's stuff I won't eat. But I'm more, yeah. I'm, I, but I don't care what I weigh. I don't, I don't give a fuck. But Greg, how are you staying in shape during the pandemic? Uh, you can see the results for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, and the worst part is, is I'm trying. This is me trying. That's what's fucking horrible about this. But you, you know, for, but you went for a bike ride. Aren't you going for a bike I ride? I do. I went for a bike ride this morning. That's my main thing is I, I wish I could run. The one thing that really ever really worked for me in terms of weight loss was running. But then I got in a car accident. And now I can't run no more because it jacks up my back like a motherfucker. Yeah. So, and, and it ruins it for like several days. Like then I can't do anything for several days. So a lot of, a lot of, ro- I, I a lot of roles something. you get though. A lot of the roles you get are like funny chubby short guy roles are you, well are, that's the thing i worry about losing those roles like if i lost weight would there be other roles for me or do no. i lose the one thing that i've been doing right <laughs> the next finally? avenger in a marvel film so, that, dude that, that that really happens a lot is that guys who are like funny and chubby yeah they lose, lose weight. weight and like i mean jonah hill is like the only guy who kind of pulled it off but like yeah. I, but I liked him a lot better as the fat kid in Superbad. Yeah. And uh, but you know what? It's because a lot of times they also stop being funny, and I have no intention of stopping yeah. funny <laughs> just because I'm not fat anymore. Right. You know, I like to think that. But most of the guys that lose weight and they're like, "All right, take me seriously now. I'm a skinny, serious actor now." It's like just be, just keep being funny. That's what you're good at. Uh, Ween Dog, uh, you got your blue belt. So it was the happiest day of your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie Bravo wrapped it around your, your your waist. You actually cried, right? I was in tears, and everybody was laughing at me and calling me names and spitting on me. It was the happiest moment of my life. But and you haven't been back since. Uh, no, I've definitely been back, uh, just not that much. And then the pandemic hit, so I definitely haven't been back. I do plan on training again very soon because I'm feeling better with my back. My back, I'm having no back issues. I even contacted our friend Vince, Vince Pichel, to go train with him and help him train for his next fight. So things are getting pretty serious over here. <laughs> <laughs> you volunteered to train with Vince yes. in case Vince needed a light snack. <laughs> before yeah, I mean, actually someone to train with. What, yes. what, what did Vince say when you offered to help him train for his next fight? He said that he would uh, beat the shit out of me, but I'm welcome at the gym anytime. And I am very, very <laughs> excited to go. Now, now, Jake, wasn't there a story you told me of a guy that was like a, a college wrestling champ that challenged, that was like some office guy that was like, no way Jake Ellenberger can beat me. And you went into his garage to fight him. 
Oh, nice. yes. Well, actually, it was at, it was at the gym uh, when Rain Training Center was around. Uh, he was he was a stud wrestler, and he was like, he was betting. So everybody at his work, he was betting. There's no way Jake could take me down. He won't beat me in a wrestling match. No chance. And so, <laughs> so it, it was funny because like we have mutual friends, and he was betting these guys like hundred dollars each. No way he takes me down and like so we I, I go to the this is at rain by the way Munoz's gym years ago and a couple of my buddies uh Nick Jordan Matt Lopez a few of them guys are like they, they you know the guy comes in and <laughs> they're like if this guy beats you we're never talking to you again so <laughs> it, was, it was funny but yeah we had a we had a good we had a good scrap but I and, and you know you like I don't like to like make people just look silly. I mean, I mean, I took him down pretty easily a couple few, yeah. a few times, but you know, I, I don't want to just embarrass him in front of his friends. But uh, it was like, bro, you're you're you know, wrestling is wrestling, but you know, people forget though. Like, I mean, I wrestled like you know, I was I was a stud wrestler in high school, but I, but you I were forget, the eighth grade New England champ. But I forget that it was twenty five years. <laughs> You know, like, cause in my mind, it was last week. It, it was literally 25 years ago. Like, I, I've been alive a lot longer not wrestling than I have when I was wrestling. I think that people sometimes forget, you know, how long ago they were in shape, you know? You mean like, uh, like Mike Tyson? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like that, when I trained with Mitch Clark, Mitch Clark, I'm like, he brought me in to wrestle with him. Mitch Clark was in the UFC, and I was like, oh, I'll be, and I, I did okay, but I didn't take him down. And Mitch Clark was not known for his wrestling. But when you're in there every day training with high-level guys and somebody just comes in who hasn't wrestled in 10 years, I don't care who they are. They're not going to do very well unless you're like, you know, you know guy, guys, you know, Jordan Burroughs or something. But then it's different. But, yeah. you know, for the average high school stud. And you got to keep in mind, too, with wrestling, it's so much of it is timing, you know, timing yeah. and feel and it's – and, you know, it's like once you take a few, even a few years or a couple of years and, you know, you haven't wrestled and you go against somebody who's been wrestling, who just is doing it consistently. It's like their timing's on. It should be, yeah, but it's, it's tough. How many times, like at all the gyms that you've been in, how many times have you seen guys coming off the street and try to test the pros and just get fucking murdered? Uh, like when guys come in that are just like wrestlers or just anybody? Anybody. Anybody. Yeah, oh, yeah, I see, I see. I, <laughs> I've seen it quite a bit, but um, I'll tell you a few guys that would come into Kings and like even guys that were pretty good, they would come in, but they would, they would, they would line step, man. They would, they would try to go, they would try to put like for Verdum, for example. So I've seen, I've seen more than a few guys go hard with Verdum. So <clears throat> one, one time I was, I was sparring with a, uh, with master with Cordero and uh, you know, we're, we're just, uh, we're, you know, we're technical sparring. And we, this one of the guys who came in actually from Vegas, funny enough, uh, I don't remember his name, but he, he was, he was pretty good, pretty good fighter. And he's getting the better of her doom. And he starts like turning it up. And me and Matt Drew kind of look at each other like, Ooh, this is going <laughs> to, it's not going to end well. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, 30 seconds later, you know, Verdum just busts his, you know, throws a knee, busts his nose. Oh, yeah. It's like, I was a pro fighter. Yeah, profile. Who was it? Hell, who was it? I actually don't remember his name. To be honest, I really don't. Um, but he he was good. Like he was, you know, one of those I don't know seven and one, eight and one kind of guys. But a good, yeah. a good, a good pro fighter. But you know, it's one of those things though. Like you know what you're getting into, especially when you're sparring. It's like, especially at Kings. You know what I mean? Like you're they're gonna spar at your, you know, 
you kind of know what you're getting into. So it's like, but yeah, when these guys try to turn it up and, and, and get you know, as a comic, people, Greg, there's nothing better as a comic than seeing an actor or a YouTube star or a big podcast oh, yeah. star coming into a room that is not his room that he didn't sell tickets to and having to follow uh, <laughs> Greg Wilson or whoever and just get buried. I mean, because you, you, you just see, you, you see them like the inner mind of like, wait, why isn't this working? Like what? what? Yeah. Like, fuck? Like, and it's not even about them getting buried. It's just about them being way out of their depths. And, yeah. the, you know, watching that bravado just slowly make its way down to the bottom as the set goes on. They feel that, talk about the theory of relativity, time gets real slow yeah. when you're up there and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And for us, it is a pure joy to watch. Yeah, of course, it is. I mean, you're also watching somebody and then they blame the crowd or they say, fuck sure. you, or the, the, yeah. oh, the crowd sucks or this or that. And just Especially with, like, black crowds. Oof. Cause they'll be like, get off the stage, or you suck. Plus, we've all, I've all, been, we've all bombed. Everyone's bombed. I don't care who you are. Oh yeah, there's no, there's that's no, part of the process. Yeah. But, but when someone comes in having home field advantage their entire life, and all of a sudden it's no longer, you're like, ah. So, uh, by the way, Jake, uh, I gotta ask you a question about parenting. So my kid's two years old, right? I'm trying to potty train her. So far, she just poops herself and goes, new diaper. Uh, that's her way of potty training. How old were your kids when you potty train them? Yeah, between I mean between two and three. So, did you do it or did your wife do it? Uh, both. But I mean, it's just it's it's tough because you got to be consistent. There's a lot of accidents, but even even for boys, it's a little easier because boys, you know, they can just go out back. You're like, all right, you know, the problem is now, you know, they <laughs> just go out the back. You know, they got to like, send them out to the pissing stump. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then it's like when your son's peeing in the driveway in front of your neighbors, like, ooh. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you send him to the front yard, not the backyard. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's usually the backyard, but uh, but I mean, sometimes it's just throw, he's you know, outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you got the little potty. It just takes no, time. I, no, our neighbor kid is always with his dick fucking peeing everywhere. I'm like, uh, this is a little strange. You know, like it's just like, is this part he's of the block? Or what? Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's <laughs> yeah, he's forty. Uh, by the way, my wife's birthday is coming up, right? And I'm like, it's her 30th birthday. I'm like, babe, what do you want? She's like sending me like, you know, necklace, necklace, necklace. She goes, or, you know, um, I love those new treadmills that they have. I'm making a treadmill, right? But I can't tell anyone I got my wife a treadmill for her birthday. Like, I'll be, I'll be the biggest asshole out there. Like, what'd you get for your wife? A treadmill? You know, like, but that's what she's asking for. Right. You know? Well, that's how you got to say it. You got to go, I gave her exactly what she asked. Like, I left it up to her. I mean, yeah. what am I gonna? I mean, I might as well say a broom, you know? Yeah, you can't. Well, you can't just open with, oh yeah, I got her. I got her. Let's see. Oh, she had a huge birthday. I got her a treadmill, uh, Weight Watchers membership, a vacuum. Uh, <laughs> the fuck am I gonna say? But that's, that's what she wants. A uh, waxing. She got a, a, a certificate for waxing. You know, she, uh, <laughs> a token for one threesome with her friend. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about some fights. All right, so uh, Darren Till versus Whitaker, right? So um, now, call me crazy. I thought Till won this fight. I no, had it, you're crazy. I had you're a crazy. 2-2 going into the fifth, hmm. and I thought he landed more in the fifth. I mean, Whitaker had a takedown, but it didn't do any damage. Uh, maybe I wasn't paying as attention. As I, I had Whitaker winning the uh, – Till hurt him, definitely hurt him more. Then Whitaker hurt him, aside from the leg kicks. But you guys all thought Whitaker won? 
Wasn't it a unanimous decision too? I don't think it was a split card. Yeah, it was. And, yeah, but and I thought it was. I thought it was exactly what they said it was. It was three to two, I, and I thought definitively so. I didn't think it was. I, I didn't think Till did enough in the fifth. I thought it was definitely Robert Whitaker's round. Jake. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good fight. I think it was competitive. I, I think Till's always a. A good, he's been a great fighter, but I think he needs to start off a little quicker. You know what I mean? Even in the first round, he, he hurt him. He, he almost, you know, I wouldn't say yeah. he got him out of there, but he definitely hurt him in the first round. I think if he could put it on, you know, if you can put it on a guy first two rounds or even three, you know, then, then guys are trying to play catch up. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had it for Whitaker, um, but it was a very competitive fight. I feel like in this fight, though, because of where they were standing, Till's status rose up and Whitaker's went down even in the loss and the win, because mm -hmm. everyone was, this was supposed to be like kind of a, not an, a gimme fight for Whitaker, but Whitaker at one point was untouchable. I mean, he was running through everybody and he, and he oh, beat Romero, Romero twice. And yeah. Till's a guy that lost two out of three, possibly, I mean, you know, had been knocked out cold. So but I feel like, winning. what? But was winning. But was winning, was, was winning. Yeah, yeah, he's still good. And, and I hate to say it, it's even like when I fought Mike Perry, I was beating Mike Perry's ass. He caught yeah. me in the second round. Look at the first round. He got, you know, he knows it. But same thing with Till and Mazadal. I mean, Till was looking good. We're not, yeah, you know, yeah, we're not yeah. gonna say, oh, he just got ran over. Right, he, right. He got run over by Woodley. Well, I mean, Woodley ran him over. I thought Till. I thought Till looked so much better in the first round. I was, I was thinking Whitaker needs to come out and change this fight in the second round, or he's, or it's, I mean, yeah. he's losing. He's not even gonna finish. Yeah. You know, because Till was tagging him up, man. And and the reach, he had the reach advantage. Whitaker couldn't get inside of him. I was like, dude, this – and but, but, I mean, Whitaker came out in that second round and turned the fight around, got him on the ground, and from there, that's when it really became a fight. Maybe the, it seems like the rounds that Till won, he won bigger than, than the rounds that Whitaker won. Like, I, like he, he that's really true, but not big enough to make him 10-8s. Yeah, right, right. But he had him hurt. Like, I mean, Whitaker was on, like, wobbly feet a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, like, Till was never really hurt in this fight. I mean, he was yeah, banged I, up. He was never really hurt. Because you're really going to have compelling rounds. And, and, you know, if it was a title fight, then it's like, okay, let's say Whitaker was the champ. And then it's like, okay, you got you to gotta beat the champ decide, or definitively. And it's like, yeah. with a close fight, it's hard to say. I mean, you do have a point. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to say. It's, it's like he didn't. You know, if he could have had a, had a little more in close rounds, you know, it's like yeah. you got they got to be a little more compelling. But you know, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a, a great fight. It was a good fight. It was an exciting fight, but it wasn't one of those fights that people are going to be talking about in ten years. Oh know? no, absolutely not. It was a ground grinded out fight. So it um, wasn't it wasn't a lot of fireworks. Where does Whitaker go from here, though? Does he fight the winner of Adesanya versus Palacosto or what? Because he's right up there. He's still ranked one, I think. Yeah, he does, you know? but he doesn't look good. He didn't look good enough where you're thinking he's going to give Adesanya a chance, right? Exactly. Now. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean uh, he's going to beat Adesanya. I don't know. Yeah, that's the, true. I mean, the Costa fight. Costa's been running over everybody. Uh, yes, he's a terrifying human being. I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for that fight. And he's got a great coach. I mean, he's coached by that fucking little guy with the big glasses. What's his name? The guy. The Cejudo's coach? coach? Yeah, Cejudo's coach coaches him. Uh, uh, I like that guy. What's the, what, I think I'm talking about? Um, uh, the captain, Eric, Eric Albarichian. Yeah. He's got a really good coach. And uh, that guy's coaching up a lot of guys. Coaching Korean Zombie. He's coaching that guy. He, he, that guy's got a good little the, – the Pitbull brothers. That guy's got a good little stable, a great stable. Where, and, uh, are, they, where are they at, Arizona? 
They're in Arizona. Yeah. And then, and then their striking coach is Eddie Cha. Uh, Cause Eddie Cha left the lab hmm. and went over there. So they got a good little system there going. Um, sure. I, I hope Cejudo comes back. He will. Because yeah, he, totally. He will. He's just waiting for it. I mean, I know that he wants to fight Volkanovski. Um, and the reality of the way this, the way that, you know, pay-per-views work is like, should Cejudo get paid a lot of money? Of course he should. He's, you know, he's won belts in two different weight classes, but it's like, at the end of the day, you have to be a pay-per-view draw. If you, you know, if you want these million dollar, couple million dollar, three, five, whatever, the GSP, Conor McGregor type of money, you got to sell pay-per-views. That's, you know what I mean? It's, that's what it is. I almost feel like if he would just stop talking, he, if he like just did it like with Joe Biden, you know, <laughs> Joe Biden now is like, the less he talks, the better. It's almost like oh yeah, he does great. The less he talks, the best. Yeah, it's like they got Britney Spears' dad. They're on his campaign now. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like with Cejudo, no matter how good he is, people just hate the guy, and he didn't even do anything to even be worthy hating. He's just not good at playing a character. Uh, you know, if he just wouldn't talk at all, I feel like people would like him better. It is, especially in this sport, it's tough to you know. It's either you're usually either the good guy or the bad guy, and it's right. tough to be in between or play more than one. It's like, you know, when he he does the whole the cringy bad guy kind of role, but it's like, man, you're, you're he's he's all over the place. I know, I, but I think he was better off as the good guy or just yeah. as nobody. And as the Olympic champ, you know, the, the, the American champ. dream, right? I mean, there is something very strange about that guy. But you look at who he's beaten. I oh, mean, yeah. he ran over T.J. Dillashaw. He yeah, knocked he, out Dominic Cruz, or he stopped Dominic Cruz. He yeah. beat um, the other dude uh, that was running through everybody. The guy that was knocking uh, was it Morass? Marlon Morass. Yeah. Um, he beat that guy. That guy who knocked out Aljamain Sterling in eight seconds. And I mean, he ran through everybody. Cejudo. Uh, I mean, he, he, I don't, every time I'm like, all right, this this is the guy, and then he he he, he beat him like, yeah, okay. But people yeah. were like. Plus, he's like, because he's like short, and you could tell he's like bad with girls. Uh, that like people are, feel the need to just shit on this dude, but in reality, this dude is a, is a stud. He's just not. No, he is. He's just not. You know. Maybe cool. if he shaved his head, he's got that weird hair. I was literally just thinking the same exact thing, Greg. That's hilarious. Wow, there, exactly right. Like the weird yes. hair. It's it, you know, it's like a little troll dollars. I don't know. Just shave your head. <laughs> yeah. Or put gel in it or something. Or something, you know? exactly. Slick you it back, do something with it. You think if he his hair that he's going to become a pay-per-view draw? Oh, 100%, yeah. dude. I think so. I mean, you're saying people don't take him seriously. What is it? What's the X Factor? And I think it's his goofy hair. Well, coming from someone with a lot of very goofy hair, I will... <laughs> it is what it is. Now, uh, speaking of surprises, I thought Gustafson was going to beat Verdum. Baseball. Oh, dude. Uh, last couple fights, seemed like he, he was checked out, didn't want to be in the UFC anymore. Man, was I wrong. Uh, I don't even know why he, why was the guy just with a heavyweight anyway? I mean, there was really no reason for him to be at heavyweight. I mean, it's not, yeah, that's one of those two. It's like, you, you know, you move, moving up to weight club, that's not, I mean, Verdum's not an easy fight for anybody. So it's like, okay, they're, 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 don't get me wrong, there's a lot of bums in the heavyweight division. There's a lot of them. But yeah. Verdum, you're going to give him the former world champion, oh, one of the day no. most dangerous guys on the ground. It's like, ooh, that, I don't know about that. Now, but, now yeah. I think he wants to box Fedor now. I think he wants to, done with MMA, wants to box Fedor, Verdum. <laughs> I guess, what, why don't they just play checkers and put it on? I mean, what, what the fuck are we doing? By the way, we didn't talk about Nate Robinson is now fighting uh, Jake. 
uh, Jake Paul is fighting Nate Robinson, the basketball player, three-time dunk winner. It's on the undercard of Mike Tyson versus uh, Roy Jones Jr. Who do you like in this fight, Nate Robinson or Jake Paul? I I don't even know who either of those guys are, so I All wish right. I could make so it. Jake For me, I would totally call it based on reach advantage. Whoever has the reach advantage, that's who I think is going to win. Jake Paul is the guy that was this YouTube star. His brother Logan right, Paul. Right, okay. I've heard his name. They were, they, were, they were wrestlers from Ohio. They were pretty good, and they placed in the state. Um, yeah. And he kept, he kept fighting some other guy. Some guy, uh, Logan kept fighting some guy from England, some black this guy. Is, uh, KSI? KSI. Some, I don't know what exactly. That, that, he kept losing that guy. But okay, it was a he boxed the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So Jake is the younger brother who's, who's I think, undefeated. Okay. He's 2-0. and out. So Nate Robinson was a basketball player, played for the he Knicks. Good? He was really good. He was like, he was, he's, but he's shorter. He's like 5'6", but he kept winning the dunk contest. Okay. So now Bunky he's retired, and he wants to, and now he's going to box Jake okay. Paul. Now Dylan Dennis wants to fight Jake Paul in boxing, and Dylan Dennis is calling Jake Paul a pussy, fighting Nate Robinson, and now Nate Robinson – and Dylan Dennis are going at it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best apocalypse ever. <laughs> so, so this is what this is what happens, I guess. What, like, yeah. And then not only that, but so after, uh, well, we'll skip to this guy, uh, this guy uh, Chimev, Chimaev, the guy who fought twice dude, in like two weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're calling him like they call him Little Khabib. This guy. So, Dude. according to Dylan Dennis, he said he would, uh, he would choke out Chemayev easily. And then Chemayev said, I would beat you with my eyes closed. Uh, and now they're going at it. So, it, Dylan Dennis has fought two fights in two years. Chemayev fought two guys in two weeks. Uh, and then they're, 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 they're fighting each other. Uh, right. uh, what, 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 are, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, that Chimaev, he's a savage, man. I, I was uh, when I saw his name on the on the net on the this card this last weekend. I was like, wait a minute, is this like the same guy? And, and you know, sure enough, it was. But dude, the guy looks good, man. It's, it's it's always hard to say until he faces like high level competition. But the way he's winning, man, it's like this guy's impressive. So he called out Damian Maya after the fight. He said, I Maya, it. I know you're a legend, but I will beat you. He will. He'll he'll beat be Maya. Yeah, I think really. So. I think so. He's got crazy I mean, heavy hands, man. Yeah, he does. Wow. I mean, to have that in that at that weight to have that kind of power. Whoo! But he's beaten two guys in the UFC. Oh, and one guy was like at him. What? It's all about timing. Yeah, but one timing. of the guys they just brought up from like Bellator. That that guy that guy Re no, I agree. Warriors. I agree. Uh, wasn't exactly a, a world beater. But it's not Damien Maya from two thousand eight, two thousand ten. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're saying right. This version of Damien Maya. All right, all right, okay, all right. Now, the fight <laughs> of the year, Shogun versus uh, Little Nog. <laughs> yes, yeah. oh, definitely fight of the year. Oh, yeah, without question. How this is not bare knuckle yet, I don't know. This was the fight of the wrong century. Now, do you think we should have a senior division, honestly? Yes, 100%. And if you win five senior fights, you get to fight the regular champ. Uh, like the other – do you think there should be an over 40 division in the UFC? Yes. Jake? <laughs> over 40 or just like a 
I mean, over, like over uh, twenty guys, fights in the UFC or something. Yeah, over twenty fights. In the, yeah, right. Diego Sanchez. I mean, I think he's like twenty six, but he would be in that division. Um, now, do, do you think that? Because it seems like in golf they have it. Uh, they have the that other three on three league in the NBA. Yeah. Right. Uh, what, or the whatever that league is they have. Um, yeah. Do you think a senior division? Because like, it was an entertaining fight, but it was also yeah. good that they were fighting each other. Do you right. Think, like I think the senior champ should fight the regular champ because everyone will get behind the senior champ, right? Everyone will be pushing for that guy. Um, and it'll generally be somebody that they know very well. It's going to yeah. be a you know a big name that they recognize. Generally speaking, I mean, who won this fight? Uh, depends. It, it just it just seems like <laughs> like 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 foot stops and groin scrapes were the actual same exact. You could actually. Stop someone's foot and their balls at the same time. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good one. No, thanks, appreciate it. Uh, so Shogun has won three times for Little Nog. He's won out of his last seven fights. So they fight again next week. Like, what do you think? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. No, I think uh, I think Shogun was the the champ at he was the world champ in Pride before I ever started training. That's how long wow. he's been fighting. Wow, crazy. Wow, wow. I mean, yeah. you can definitely tell that he's not on the same stuff he was on during Pride. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now, and how, and, and how much longer do you fight either either guy? I mean, I think Nogueira's done, but sure. now, Jay, like, could you tell when someone was on steroids in the gym? In the gym? Yeah. Um, I mean, usually it's it's. How did you know? I don't know. What's that? I like, mean, okay. you got the the visual test. You can you can. No, but I'm saying just, like, did you ever train with a guy on like on like okay Monday, and then he was like, yeah, you were beating him. Two weeks later, the guy shows up and he's fucking oh yeah like, throwing you around. Yeah, yeah, you can you can tell for sure. Really? Yeah, he gets in a fight with the soap dispenser. That's usually <laughs> how you know. Like fuck you, soap dispenser. I'm fuck you, I'm drunk, motherfucker. And that's how you know. And so, then I mean, hand dryer. Yeah. Now, do you say anything to that guy? <laughs> are you like, hey, what are you on? Or or like, hey man, like, do you have any extra? Or do you just avoid? <laughs> Do you have any extra? Is it like that? Is it like all one size fits all? You just pick up a needle, jam it in your ass? I figured it was like like you had to get a certain type for you or something. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, yeah. I, I mean, you can usually tell there's, there's it was more, obviously it was more pre prevalent when before USADA came along, but. Um, now, was it like a, a guy with like a, like a trench coat in the gym with like a hat and sunglasses? <laughs> From the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> Old detective. Like, hey, that's the guy that you want to get your stuff from, you know? No. Who do you get your stuff from, Joe? Yeah, Joe. Uh, I get it from uh, Vince. Uh, <laughs> now, oh, I'll yeah. tell you. He's, he's going to beat your ass now. Oh, he's, he's on steroids for all the Twitch streams. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you. So, Carla Esparza, you know, I like Carla. Woo! I'll tell you why I like Carla because she knew how to readjust in that fight. Um, yeah. I mean, Mayweather is the best defensive boxer of all time. He probably lost so many first two out of four rounds out, out of the 12 round fight. He would lose them figure out how to beat you, and then beat you. And Carla was, like, obviously losing on her feet and was like, fuck it. I got to make, make an adjustment, and I don't care how angry the crowd gets. Maybe, maybe having the crowd not there to boo helps, actually. But Probably she's so. Like, she's like, you know what? Take the person down, get the win, live the fight another day, and that's what she did. And I, as opposed to other fighters where we go, no, I got better striking than this person, and they lose a kickboxing match because they're too stubborn. 
to go to plan B. Um, I give Carl a lot of credit for that. A lot of people do not do that. They just, they just keep going with the same thing over and over and over again. And you're like, it's not working. Now, right. If it wasn't working. She was getting her ass beat and she took it to the ground. I think if she could just find a way to make those shots on the ground uh, seem more damaging, I don't think people would be as upset about it. But it's like she just, pet, 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 you know, and it just seems like she's just kind of holding them down. Also, not going to heel hooks from Mount, probably. Yeah, that was, what was that? Business. That, was that was like someone showed her that move last week and you know, I'm gonna try this like yeah Jake why did she yeah. keep doing that <laughs> you know I, I, that's a good question I, I like her a lot too she's a sweetheart but you know what she keeps she does she finds a way to win I mean it, you know when you talk about fight IQ and, and being able to make adjustments it's really not that common uh it's, it's, it's surprising that is to say like if you look at the top five even top ten you know most of them are really good at making adjustments and, and I think that you get those typical kind of ego egocentric guys and guys and gals and just throw down and see what happens you know what i mean but right. yeah great, great for her she she found a way to win and did it now um she went for that heel hook at the first ended up on bottom right yeah her coach and it could have cost her the round and if it cost her the round it cost her the fight she's lucky she got away with that round it could have cost her the whole fight because she got smashed in the head now as a coach why is her coach not telling her don't do that again. Uh, I mean, it, as a wrestling coach, middle school coach, if a kid keeps going for the head and arm and it doesn't work, which it usually doesn't, I go, stop going for the head and arm. But her coach told her to do it again. Well, that was uh, strange, no? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no idea what their, what their strategy was. But, hey, again, she, she found a way to win, you know. I, okay, I all, right, all right. I wouldn't win for it again, though, no. You know what was funny about that is when she went for it, the look on the other gal's face, knowing that she was not executing it correctly. Like, she wasn't concerned for a second. She was just like, oh, you're trying that? Oh, that's wrong. It was, you know, and, like, and then she just got out of it. Like, Chael Sonnen's a good friend of mine. I, I love the guy. He, I, he's a really good friend. He's right. kind of the king of what the fuck did you do that for? Like, um, like the Fedor fight. Uh, where he went for like a like a forward roll choke thing <laughs> that like he was on top of the guy well, pounding. He had him. his back, <laughs> and he tried to roll forward with the head and arm, literally like the the seat belt. But he had no hooks in, which is really it's it's risky, especially in May. You have no shirt on; it's risky. And of course, he slipped off the back. Yeah. And Whoa. then he goes for a spinning back fist against Anderson Silva, um, and then <laughs> it seemed it seemed good at the time. <laughs> And then he's up four rounds, nothing me. against Anderson Silva the first time, and he just doesn't back up. He stays in the guy's guard. Uh, yeah, he says it seemed it seemed like a good idea at the time. That's that's what he that's what he told me. So, I mean, are you? Is that something where you're just like, like what's what what makes you so great is how stubborn you are, but it also kind of kills you sometimes. Sure. Oh yeah, give me double edged sword. But again, it comes down to making adjustments. I mean, something doesn't work. Or even, you know, you learn a lot in the first round. and it, You, you got to have some better – a coach or somebody who can help you address those tactics, good or bad. Yeah. No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who, um, who's, who's a great coach, uh, who I, I really respected him a lot, was Justin Gaethje's coach. Uh, I think out of Colorado. Oh, yeah. Because when he was fighting Tony Ferguson, he told him during the fight, every time you lose is when you have too much fun in there. Like, stop having fun, and let's just fucking <laughs> fight. 
hey, if that's what he needs to hear. And he knew exactly what he meant, right? By having fun, by just getting into these all-out wars, keeping your hands down, going punch for punch. And that's that to me was like brilliant coaching, which was like, dude, let's just not, let's just, you know, at certain times you have, you know, the problem is you know, there's a lot more great coaches than there are bad coaches. The bad coaches then sometimes stand out. Um, like Coach Edmund with Ronda with the head movement. I knew you were gonna go there um, first. Um, you hated that guy so much. It was yeah. I I just felt like his. I, I just didn't. I don't, I don't like his whole thing of trying to break somebody down completely to build them back up. I just feel like you play yeah. to someone's strengths, you know, versus trying to like make something do something your way. You know, you got a girl who's an Olympic judoka. Let's let's work on the judo. Let's not yeah. make her into a boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to me, that was just kind of insane. Uh, so that, you feel you set her up to lose? No, I, I think no. I think he wanted her to win. Obviously, I think he wanted her to win. I just think that you have to know what you're good at. You well, know, I didn't say want her to lose. I said set her up to lose. I think sometimes you have to know your own capabilities. You know, for example, if, like if all of a sudden somebody hired me to be an MMA coach tomorrow, I would bring in like a striking coach, a grappling right, right, right. coach. You would handle wrestling. You would, would handle wrestling. And, and I'd even, I would probably even bring in a wrestling coach too because wrestling for MMA is different than wrestling, you know? But some guys right, want right, to be right. a one-stop shop and they just want to be like, no, I know MMA. And I think that you have to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. That being said, look, Coach Edmund is obviously not a one-trick pony because a guy he, who he has fighting this week, and we're going to jump to it, is Edmund Sharbazian, right? That's his name? Yep. Yeah. Um, and this kid Good friend of is mine. looking like the next big thing. Um, now, he's fighting a guy, Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson is, is now, unfortunately, because I like Derek, but seems to be gatekeeper. Stepping stone. He sort of is like a gatekeeper, where if you beat Derek Brunson, you're the next thing. And I think Derek Brunson is better than that. I think, he's, I think he's also a guy that sometimes has terrible strategies when it comes to fighting. Like, let's just abandon everything we know about fighting and just go out there like a world star hip hop fucking, you know, fight. Just, and yeah, that might beat Sam Alvey, but when he gets to Robert Whitaker, he gets knocked out. Now, tell me about this guy, Edmund, cause you train with him, Jake. How good is this guy? So I started training with him. He was, when I fought Robbie Lawler, I was sparring with him. Um, he was like 16 years old, maybe 15, 16. And like, just at that age, you were like, uh, I was impressed. I was like, God damn, this kid is super tough. He's skilled. You know, he'd been, he'd been training, I don't know, I think since he was eight or nine years old, something like that. But uh, yeah, even, even back then, I, I, no, it's no surprise. I mean, he's he's got a hell of a work ethic and he's really, really tough. Um, but yeah, I've been tra training for a long time. Um, even 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 recently, like this last year, you know. But uh, no, I'm excited for him. He's it's it's definitely a, a a big test, you know, a big step up. And now, is he a judo guy? Is he a, what's his background? No, man, he started training MMA. Like he started, well, you know, he started doing a he, he's done a lot of boxing training. He's done some you know amateur boxing matches, but he's trained like he started training as a kid, like everything. Karate. I remember I was at a fight with you, sitting next to you. We were at the Palms. Oh, yeah. he, was, he was losing the fight, or it was a close fight. It was against, I think, Darren the Dentist Stewart. And it was yeah. a, a close fight. And you were sitting next to me, and he was fighting. And then you said, no, he's not listening. And you jumped onto the floor to run to give him advice. And security, like, tackled you. 
and, and told you to go back to your seat. Uh, do you remember this? Yeah, I do. I do. They told me to sit down. Yeah. I told See, that's that. why I just shout my advice from the stands. <laughs> All you do is annoy people, but they can't throw you out. He was trying to get a take. He was on the cage on the double leg. I told him to lock his hands. And oh, did. okay. You were saying lock your hands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, you couldn't just yell that from the crowd because we were really, we had pretty, we were like, we were a cage side. No, I did that, but I tried to go between rounds. They're like, no, you like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> it was like, it was kind of, no offense, it was kind of embarrassing because you're like, I'm Jake Ellenberger. And they're like, they, you right. your IP. it was like, it was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand, I'm in this. I'm really in it. I'm in it. You're like, you're like Kevin Hart trying to get on the stage when the Eagles won the, won the <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, no, it's me. I, I, come on, I, you let me in there. I'm into this. I'm part of it. All right. Well, Jake and Greg had to leave for a second. But Joe, how's it going, man? Great. I'm doing better. I don't know why. Why? <laughs> because the final 22 teams have made their way down to Orlando and are ready to get back on the court. Yeah. While the ending to this year's basketball season is a little different, I get it. There will be no shortage of excitement. And there's no better place to get an all in the action than on DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. And to celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings will have not one, but two $1 million prizes. How great is that, man? I could use a million bucks, you? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So get in all the action now. Listen, if you haven't tried it yet, which I don't know what you're thinking, if you haven't tried it, fantasy basketball is very easy. Just pick eight players underneath the salary cap and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. And there's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at a million dollars. You think you know basketball? You think you're good? Prove it. But if basketball is not for you, don't worry. Because DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament. I know you guys like golf, huh? And with millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there's no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. So, call to action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code roasted to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week at your first deposit that's promo code roasted to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings there's a minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com for details Greg Jake come on back yeah, that's funny now, now, all right, let's talk about also, before that, Dan Hardy and Herb Dean are still going at it. So, <laughs> I think it was the Trinaldo fight, right? Trinaldo versus Jai Herbert. Yeah, Herbert, yep. Um, uh, Trinaldo came back. He was losing that fight. Fucking hit him with a, a weird shot. It was like one of those shots where it was like a delayed reaction shot, where he got hit, and then three seconds later, he's on the ground. His hands are, like, up. You could, he was not defending himself. Herb is just staring at him. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was weird. It was definitely weird. I don't know if Herb thought maybe he was playing possum or he wasn't as hurt as what. Herb didn't see the shot, but it should have been stopped. Now, Dan Hardy was yelling. I think this was, he was probably praying with the guy. He knew the guy personally. But then afterwards, went and had a word with him, jumped into the cage or almost and said something to him, yelled at him back and forth. Herb made a video about it saying, listen, this is irresponsible. That's not your job. Uh, you know, you weren't there. I was there. Jake, whose side are you on? You know, I mean, 
Herb Dean's been a, he's been a great ref. I'm actually on Dan's side. I think it was stopped too late um, because you know when the guy got hit, it, he was clearly his hands were up. He wasn't defending himself. I mean, if the guy was scrambling trying to get a leg, I, I get that, but he was on his back, his hands were up, and it was like, you know, he could have saved him maybe for three or four four more shots. But I agree, I agree with Dan. I mean, maybe that wasn't the best time to best approach to handle it. You know, well, and that's the it, thing. But. It's not whether he's right or wrong. He's right. But he can't jump in the ring sure. and start telling the ref, "Hey, that's a shitty mother. That's a shitty job." I'm pretty sure that's yeah. not the official route you go with <laughs> yeah. to yeah. file a complaint about refing. I mean, yeah. there's got to be some kind of other way to do that. I'm sure they don't want. They certainly don't want to set a precedence where anytime you disagree with the ref, you know, like, "Hey, look, I'm I'm a fighter. I know." <laughs> What's crazy yeah. about Dan is that me and Dan were actually training partners for like two years. Like we wrestled together over at Legends. He is the most unassuming, polite, nicest guy you'll ever meet. Like, he, yeah, like yeah. he's not the guy that I would think would jump into the cage to yell. And the guy was a monk for a while. He, he, he said that he was a monk. Um, it's just like, it's, but man, I guess when you see your friend get fucked up and I, you're right, it was the timing. It wasn't the best, it was not a good precedent. But I could understand where he's coming from. At the, I mean, agree. At, at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything. I, I don't disagree with his argument, but his approach was bad. It's like not, you know, I, you're all, you know, you're all pissed off, and it's like you're you're there as a commentator. So, I I disagree with Dan in that sense and how he did it. But he he's right. It was too late. It was a late stoppage. Well, Yamasaki said it was stopped too early. By the way, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, if anything, I want them to get out there when these guys stop it too early and get out there and be like, "Hey, start this up again. Start it up again. This is bullshit." Yeah, and the the hard part too is like, Herb Dean's been he's been a great ref for how I mean countless years. I mean, you know, he he laid an egg this weekend. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Do you think many, like everybody should get like a one stop too early thing, where like, like some like somebody in the crowd should get a, like a thing where if it's stop too early, you get to actually restart the fight, <laughs> <laughs> or at least continue it. Yeah, you're like, you're like, oh, the flare has gone up. The continue the fight flare yeah. has been shot up. They got to keep and, it going. And Herb's, you know, he, I've talked to him many times. You know, he's a stand up guy. When my foot got stuck in the cage at the Palms when I fought Masvidal. You know, I talked to him for a while. It wasn't his decision because he called timeout. He went out, you know, talked to Bob Bennett, the Nevada athletic director here, and he was in the opposite corner. And he said, no, the fight's over. And Herb Dean called time. And so then he was like, dude, I, I, I wanted to restart the fight. So he was even on my side then. That was the but, weirdest fight I've ever been I'm like, what, was there like a banana peel in the octagon? Like, how did you get your foot, <laughs> how did you get your foot stuck in the cage? I, I, went, I know I, I, I went for like a flying knee and then like, he moved out of the way and like I came down and my foot went like directly into the, into the, like between the mat and the, and the cage. It was really weird. And I turned around and my foot stayed there and I was like, and I tried to, I turned back and you know, he starts hitting me and I'm like fucking foot. So, so you, would yeah. tell, you, would tell, you were telling her my foot stuck. Yeah. I mean, I, I turned around and then, you know, my foot stayed there and I think Masvidal noticed and of course he starts hitting me. It's like, and again, I'm not even objective. I'm not mad at Mazel. He's doing his, he's fighting until they tell you to not fight. I do the same thing. I would do the same thing. But yeah. Is, was it, was it, hey, by the way, guys, was it Betch Was she the one that thought the, the round ended early on the tennis? Yeah. yeah. No? And so she was like, all right, cool. And the, I love the way the other girl was like, 
fuck no. I just was like, you, you, the round's over you. It ain't over for me, motherfucker. Yeah. Were I you thought here, that was the you, right thing to do. It's just, just keep swinging. Were you there when we interviewed her? Uh, Greg, that was a girl from Sweden. That Andy Kenzie had. She was the EMT. Yes, yes, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like happy her. to see her win. She looked great. I mean, yeah. she but made I, Bet. I mean, she may have knocked Betch out of the UFC. I think that Betch is not getting better. I hate to say it, but it seems like she kind of peaked out a couple when she when she beat the shit out of Shayna Baszler. She was like on fire, and it just seems like something's off with her. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's a different camp or what. But it seems like she's. I think. I think the fighting, her fighting, hasn't advanced, and the, uh, everybody else's has. Yeah. You know, and so they're coming in more well-rounded than she is, and you know she's short, she's thick, so she has the shorter range. She has, and and she wouldn't seem to be using the kicks at all. I don't know. I feel. I. I for me, watching it, I was like, okay, this is either her comeback fight where she's back and she kills this girl. Or it's a fight where you're like, yeah, it's it's pretty much over for she's her. She's got a great butt. Unfortunately, her, 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 her butt is amazing. Have you, have you it, really uh, fantastic. Yes. <laughs> like, two nice like two loaves of bread and a magnet's too small. <laughs> it's like Ellenberger's chin. It's just got the perfect... By the way, all your... <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Bellator for a second. Any of you guys really watch Bellator? Quick. Really yeah. quick, let's go back to um, Carla. Where, yeah. did, where does she go next? You know, that was like three or four in a row. I mean, she's going for the title. She wants to fight, what's her name? Um, she wants to go up against a girl that, uh, Cynthia Cavillo. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. She wants to fight, what's her name? Claudia Gadella. Right. That's right. She called her out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because I think that Car, man, like, I think Carla, it's an interesting fight. I mean, her, that, 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 that whole, like, I, it just seems like Zhang Welly is on a different level than everybody, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know who's going to beat Zhang Welly for a while. Uh, then, you, you know, you still got Joanna, right? She's in the top, what, three? Yeah, Joanna, you got Zhang, Joanna. Look, Tatiana Suarez, I think, is the best one out there. I mean, she she's just – great. She, she killed yeah. Carla. Um, she made, and she's all-American wrestler, uh, like, a, like a national champion. Yeah, she was striking. She the, I think she was on the uh, – on the path to go to the the Olympic team, like she was yeah, like, and she got cancer. She, I mean, she's unbelievable, and yeah. she, everyone keeps leaving her out of the equation. But I want to see her fight because yeah. I I want to see her versus Zhang Welly because that's should a, get her back on the podcast. We had her back. We had her on like, last month. She's she's cool. Oh, she's okay. Yeah, she's awesome. No, she's awesome. Uh, I want to see. I want to see what she can do because I want to see if Zhang Welly's striking against her wrestling. She's also a, a bigger girl too. Like she cuts to fifteen. I think she walked around yeah. like one forty or something. So I want to see. That's the fight I want to see. Sports keys coming back, and so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball will finally start the summer this weekend, and it is in full swing. And there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And as sports starts to return. Bet Online has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL. I, that guy was awesome, right? They sat down with Robert Horry, who's a seven-time NBA champion, and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball. I just have his baseball card. And to get wow. their opinions on what it would be like playing without fans and what they have called fandemic, visit betonline.ag today and check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet Online. Your online wagering experts. Uh, now, 
Bellator, Aaron Pico finally is putting it together. Did you watch that fight, Jake? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the Aaron Pico I want to see. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think it was a good move. He's down at Jackson's now. I mean, he's got, they got a lot of great coaching. It's, it, it's never – I've always said that. It's never going to be a conditioning or outworked or outwrestled or anything like that. It's just, it's just tactical with Aaron. He's, he, you know, people always like to give him shit because he's been, you know, there's been so much media, so much attention on him. But, uh, if, yeah, for me, I'm like, if, if he comes, as far as coaching and strategy, if it's there, I mean, we got the kids in staff pool. Yeah, no, he, he, he looked awesome. And I was, I was super happy for him. Um, and then also, like, like I said, I just think that Sergio Pettis is just a step above. I mean, he left the UFC. He didn't get cut. Yeah, he, he just left on his own free will, and I think he's going to do damage in Bellator. The other kid is good. He just seems to not be at that elite level as far as Bellator goes. And then, like I said, Jason Jackson beat Jordan Main. Everyone was sleeping on this kid. He's the guy that went. I thought he beat Ed Ruth, and uh, Jordan Main. I think that it's. I think he might have overlooked him. I think he's oh, I've beaten better guys. I'm a UFC guy. Who's this guy? Uh, you know, like, like you said, timing, uh, timing. Um, and bare knuckle boxing, Louis Palomino knocked out Isaac Valley flag quick. Talk yeah. about like, you, you know, it was one of those things where it was like to the side of the head and those with four ounce glove fucking get you all knocked out of the, you know, with bare knuckle side yeah. of the head, not illegal, but like, kind of like, whoa. And then it, it was over. It was quick. Yeah. It was like 30 seconds. Was it really? Yeah. And then, uh, what, I don't know. Are these guys getting paid for bare knuckle? Do you know? I mean. I'm just curious. Like, I, I have no desire to do that, but I'm just like, I hope these guys are getting paid. Some well, when they used to do bum fights, I think there was a sandwich and, uh, and a couple 40s. So I would assume something in that range. Some of them say they get better than they were going to get in the UFC. I don't know if I believe it, but that's what they're – I'd be that, very that, surprised. I, I, think, I think Beck Rawlings said she got more for bare knuckle than she's really? got. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. I hope she's right. But she's in Bellator now, so I don't know. I mean, then why would she go back? Well, Jake, I, I know one way you can find out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone's got their price, right? Exactly. Oh. Maybe, maybe you just uh, give them a little ringy dingy. See what's up there. Shoot <laughs> an email. Maybe just shoot an email. Also, do you watch the, the Mark Leminger versus Jake Smith fight? The Uber Smith, that, that guy? He looked like he trained with Antifa. He, he like, came in on like three days' notice, went up two weight classes. It was supposed to be Logan Storley. Storley bailed out. Throws a stud, uh, but yeah, they shouldn't let guys just show up on two days' notice and go up two weight classes to fight. I the show must go on, Adam. The show's got to go on. I, I it would seem like that. What is that? The Chimaev, however you say his name. Yeah, like he volunteered, and it's like you know. I think it was a what he was at one seventy this fight. He was six and zero. Oh, that guy. These other guys are coming in with like, you know seven and four and they're like oh I'll, I'll fight i'm fucking down the block or something you know you know like they just show up yeah. um now uh by the way uh i don't know if you i saw the fight pat militich lost his kickboxing fight to michael nunn uh he fought to did you watch that fight i didn't i didn't watch it no it was on pay-per-view Okay. So, uh, so 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 militich wow pat got, <laughs> pat's having a tough time he got two duis but, you know, he's doing all right. I talked to him. He's doing better. Was uh, that on the way to the fight? <laughs> it was like the day before. He got two DUIs on yeah. the way to the fight. That's, 
So Michael you know, Nunn, at one point, Michael Nunn was one of the best boxers in the world, but then he went to jail for 15 years or something or drug charge. I don't know what he was. So I think Pat was trying to help him out. They had a charity fight, uh, I, and it was in Iowa. Also on the card, what's the name had his debut? Uh, that guy that fought like 700 times. Um, Travis Fulton? No, the other guy. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. The guy, from, I think he's from Oregon, or uh, he's fought like a billion – no. He be, he beat Shell Sonnen three times. Um, uh, Bob, no, said Bob Alou. Not Travis Fulton, but like Travis Fulton. Uh, who, who, the guy who beat uh, – look up Shell Sonnen. See who he lost to three or four times by armbar. Anyway, that guy made his – the guy made his boxing Jeremy debut. Horn? Who? Jeremy Horn? Yeah, Jeremy Horn fought. Okay. He, made his, he made his boxing debut and won. Uh, so yeah, this this has happened. I, I, I don't. I don't. Had a Monty Cox promotion. <laughs> I think it was actually. It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Matt Hughes showed up. Matt Hughes was there. Uh, so he didn't fight. But so yeah. So Pat Militant. That's nice. What was Matt Hughes doing there? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. Was it like? Was it his? Was it in his town? Was it like? Did they? You, you know, like clear a cornfield for these fights. And he was, I think he took a wrong turn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's always been tight with, with Pat but, and Mommy. So. But I got to watch the fight. I didn't see it. But what I heard was Pat threw a leg kick and almost destroyed Michael Nunn's leg and then didn't throw any more leg kicks after that. So I think that he might have been kind of carrying him and like, would like, and like let him win. So I, have, I don't know if that's what happened, but it seemed like that happened. All right. So this week – in the UFC, uh, we have Derek Brunson uh, versus Edmund. Who do we like in that fight? I mean, I, I, I'm going to go with with Edmund. Yeah, he's obviously I have a little bit of a bias, but uh, the guy's got a lot of momentum. I'm going to go with uh, Shabazian TKO second round. Greg, you know, here's the thing though: they're at the apex again, and so are they once again in a smaller. I don't understand yeah, why they have to okay. be in a smaller K, a smaller octagon, whatever because uh, they're at this center. And to me, it dramatically affects these fights and definitely skews it in favor of the puncher. So whoever the better puncher is, that's who's going to win. And if you're saying it's Shabazian, then I would probably go Shabazian too. In the smaller cage, you said? Yeah. Because, I mean, I I know a lot of people would say that wrestlers have an advantage in the smaller cage because you can't move as much. But, no, it's a – I mean, I don't think that's going to change the outcome of this fight at all. But, hey, Edmund, I think still – he's on fire. Uh, Wean Dog? I have Edmund by KO in the first round. I got Derek Brunson. Um, and by the way, Derek Brunson saw me the, uh, at an airport three months ago. I was like, I, t- I was like four flights in. I was in the bathroom. And he was like, hey, man, were you in the bathroom at LAX? I go, why? I go, yeah, why? He goes, it looked like you were on like a, like a five-day crack binge. So, uh, but I happen to like Derek Brunson a lot. I think he's oh, going to win. Yeah, nice I think he's going to put it all together. Uh, for this fight, and I think Edmund is not at that level yet. Uh, well, that's a good underdog pick because Derek Brunson is a plus 240 right now, underdog. Derek Brunson wins this. Uh, I don't know how he wins it. I think I think Better Ed- put some money on it then. I, I don't think these fights should even count that they're in a smaller ring. I really don't. It's like if you played an NFL game and they're like, oh, we're going to play it on an 80-yard field. It's like, well, that isn't the right – that isn't real NFL football. That game should not count. Yeah, and I quite. don't think these fights in a smaller octagon should count. I don't get it. I fucking hate it. You hate it? But there have been way more finishes. 
again, to the point that I think it makes them engage more, but I just think that it's unfair when everybody else is fighting in a larger uh, octagon than you. I think it, it, I think it dramatically affects the, the the dynamic of the fight, yeah, but if and therefore it's just not the same. But if you fight in Ryzen, it's a, it's like, it's a, a ring. I mean, Which is a totally different league. This is within the UFC. The guys are fighting in under, in separate, uh, in different conditions, and yet they count the wins and losses count the same. I disagree with it completely. I understand. Uh, that was not the point. We asked who we, we asked who was going to win, uh, and, no one's and I'm telling you, everyone's a loser. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. So uh, Joanne JoJo Calderwood versus uh, Maya. I got JoJo. She was training for the champion. She was. Uh, she's. She's. She's looking great. Uh, I like her. I like her fiance. And uh, I think JoJo's going to beat Jennifer Maya. Maya's got a couple of losses that were like. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Jennifer Maya is a good fighter, but I think JoJo's the next level. Agree. You. Who? Sorry. Who's she fighting again? I forget it. Okay. So we got Randy. <laughs> I, Jennifer Maya versus uh, JoJo Calderwood. I'm sorry, I don't know a lot about her. Sorry, I can't make it. That's all right. They're just they're like girls. All right. So uh, so Randy Brown versus Vicente Luque. Uh, Randy Brown's coming to go off wins against Barbarena. He beat Warley Alves, who's got a win over Colby Covington. Um, Vicente Luque is coming off a win over Nico Price, also a, a stud. Um, I thought Luque was going to beat Wonder Boy, and I was wrong on that one. Yeah, but I think he beats Randy Brown in this fight. You think so? Yeah, you? Yeah, it's a, it's a good fight. It's a good matchup. I, I, uh, I mean, they both. I don't know. They both have the potential to win. We'll see. I think. Uh, a Randy. When's the last time Randy Brown fought? You know, Joe. Uh, November sixteenth, two thousand nineteen. Okay, not that long ago. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was longer than that. He's huge too. For one seven, he's six foot three. This is Randy Brown. Wow, and uh, Vicente is five eleven. So that you gotta take that into consideration. What's the reach? What's the reach disadvantage then? You got an eight inch dick reach advantage. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Doesn't say on sure dog. Oh okay. I like Luke in this one, but I but I don't know much about Randy Brown. So he's from Long Island. He's from New York. He's a good fighter. He 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 uh, beat our buddy. He was uh, gave our our guy his, his first loss. Um. What's his name? The guy that just lost to Mike Perry. Um, Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall. Oh, after the Mike Perry fight, he tweeted out, Mike Perry, you suck. After Mike Perry's last fight. Uh, all, right. <laughs> all right. A guy that I like a lot, friend of the podcast, Gerald Mearshart. Uh, smart guy. Good fighter. Uh, just a guy that like won six in a row, but never gets the, you know. But then when he loses, he loses quickly. But when he wins, he wins. Fighting Ed Herman. Was on a two-fight win streak, actually. Ed Herman. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Mearshart in this one. You guys, Jake. These are guys. Uh, these are your. Uh, these, are, these are your peers. Yeah, I got Ed with my buddy Ed. He's been. Uh, he's been. He's been consistent. He's been training. He looks like he's. You know, he's got some momentum. I think he's gonna. He's gonna pull it out. Have you, have you Have you ever trained with him? Ed. Yeah. Yeah, I've trained him for a couple of years. How good is he? Yeah. No, he's always. He's always been. He's always been good. He's always been tougher than nails. Um, but again, you know, like we talk about, it's always come down to like strategy and, and tactics. But uh, yeah, I think he's going to win by submission. Oh, wow. Okay, Greg. Um, I like Mearshard just because his last name is fun to say. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so also in this car, we got Ray Borg, who I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, Ray Borg's a, a good guy. He's got a kid who's born with an illness and just a, just a solid, solid dude. He's fighting this guy, Manus, who's 11 and 1, but he's won eight fights in a row, all by stoppage. But they've all been in South Carolina. And I looked at these guys up. They, guys who were five and three, seven and six, you know, he's not, he's beating them. He's knocking them out. What he's supposed to do. But the only time he stepped up, he's lost. Only, um, actually, no, that, that's not him. That's, that's other guy. It's a guy named Cody Dreeden. I don't know anything about Manis. Uh, <laughs> completely wrong. But I did do uh, a lot of research on the other guy. Uh, so, you, you, uh, make, you make me feel better about my shitty analysis. Okay. I don't know much about Manis. He's a guy 11 and 1. Uh, 11 and 1, man. Ray Borg, Ray Borg was up there towards the top for a minute. He was. But then he fought, um, uh, what's his name? The, the champ. Ricky Simon. Oh, no, Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, who threw oh, him like at a flying arm bar. That was like the craziest submission I've ever seen in my entire life. I remember he like jumped into it. It was insane. Uh, but I like Ray Borg in this. Yeah, I like Ray Borg too. too. Yeah, me too. I like He's Ray Borg. I'm so, I'd like to see him rise back up, man. I'd like to see him climb back up into the main card. I think he's, I think he's, never, he's never really got his due, you know? Like he's a, yeah. he's a good fighter, but unfortunately not the most, uh, you know, not the most marketable. Yeah, he hasn't gotten the breaks. Like, it hasn't stacked up for him. Right, right. And then we got Jamal Emmers versus Tamir Valuev. Uh, by the way, Jim, so, um, uh, Tamir Valuev has wins over Corey Sanhagen. And his only loss, he lost to that guy Giga, the guy that you train with, right? By split the yeah. stitches. Yeah. How good is, uh, is uh, Giga? Giga's great. He's, honestly, he's probably one of the best guys I've ever sparred with. Um, He's he's a K K K one world champ, a couple time karate European world champ. I mean he's he's a unbelievable striker. So to lose to him by split decision is pretty good. Sure. Oh yeah. Okay. So we like so I guess we like we like him in this fight. Yeah. Um, who's he fighting? Uh, he's fighting Jamal Emmers, and then uh, oh then Chris Gutierrez. He's the guy fighting Cody Durden, the guy who's on a twenty five winning streak, uh, but all in South Carolina. Gutierrez. Uh, I don't know no, who won eight in a row. Chris is on a three winning streak. He, he beat Vince Morales by leg kicks. He's won six out of his last seven. I think he, I think Gutierrez got this one. I agree. Uh, I'm with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other guy. You know what? I'm going to go with Cody Durden. And I'll tell you what, I'd like a guy who's uh, coming in there kicking ass and nobody knows who he is. And he's got a shot now to make people know who he is. I like Cody Durden in this one. Hell yeah. This is a. Uh, Crazy card, dude. We have uh, Lando Venata versus Bobby Green, too, which is a rematch, I think. I think uh, Venata got the nod in the first one. We'll make it uh, a rematch. Oh, no, it was a draw. It was a draw. They fought. Well, yeah, Lando I remember that fight. And Bobby Green's coming off a big win over Clay Guida. Venata's a guy I thought was. Gonna... Can you rephrase that, please? A big <laughs> win over Clay Guida. Come on. You mean. You mean he showed up and did what he was supposed to do? That's Luke what you're has beaten three Hall of Famers. Yeah, uh, in the in the two thousands. I mean, come on, man. Now, and listen, I love Clay Guida. I've always been a fan of Clay, but let's not pretend that he's Kurt. That, you know what I mean? Like the guy uh, ran to Fight Island and back. Okay, the guy, the guy, <laughs> the guy should be in a van in Brooklyn with with a loudspeaker. Just like, 
He does. He actually he actually follows uh, some band in a van or something. No, but Clay Greed is a guy. Look, he he has wins over Nate Diaz, Rafael dos Anjos, and Sir and and Pet Anthony Pettis. Those, I mean, Greed has beaten all three of those guys. Yes. Back before, you know, 2010. I mean, it's, so, it's just, I mean, it's not the same guy anymore. And so to say that, you know, it was a big win, it, is, it wasn't really a big win. You think he, did what that, he, he did what a guy who's coming up should have done. Should he be in that league, you think? Yes. He should absolutely be in the senior league. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jake, are you going to join the senior league or no? No, I'm not. Oh. Come on, do it. <laughs> okay, you, you you tilted me. Yeah, I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Come on, it doesn't even exist. So you can join up an imaginary league. Yeah. <laughs> who's a uh, who's a um, Bobby Green fighting? You said. Are you Lando Venata podcast? Lando Varsicchia. Lando Venata. Lando. Okay, excuse me, I can't even pronounce his fucking name. How am I supposed to remember it? Lando is a guy that almost beat Tony Ferguson. Okay. It wasn't even in the UFC. And they just called him, and he almost won. And everyone was, like, so high on this dude. And then uh, he, he's lost some fights. He lost, he lost to uh, Drakkar. I think he won his last fight. He's like, oh, what, uh, Wean Dog, tell me about Lando. What, he's like, he's uh, – He's a crazy fighter. He's very entertaining to watch. He has two draws on his record, which I don't know if that's due to his fight style. He does crazy kicks. He's coming off a win over Yancey Medeir- uh, Medeiros. Yeah, Yancey, Yancey. But before that, he lost to Mark DeCasey, who just fought. And then he yeah, won yeah, yeah, against right. Marcos Mariano. So right, 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 right. I'm very interested to see what new things he's going to bring to the table in this rematch. Everyone says that Bobby Green in practice is the greatest fighter in the world. Everyone says that in the gym, he's a legend. He just has a hard time. Look at this. We got JoJo Calderwood and John Wood. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, she Jojo is teaching John how to use Zoom uh, because John is 60 years old. Um, oh, there they are. Yeah. Uh, Mary? So, how are you, John? By the way, Jojo at the gym kicked me I'm in the leg. A leg kick because Mike Pyle told him that was my pay and I couldn't walk for like three days. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, this girl knows how to kick. 115 pound girl just fucking. Wow. John, how are you? All right, thank you. That was John Wood, everybody. John Wood is killing the game. He's actually coming back on. Uh, we have two John Woods here. There's another one. Yes. <laughs> this is evil John Wood, and we have good John Wood here. It's like there Greg, we go. Has, Greg has an angel on his shoulder and a, a devil on his shoulder. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Uh, how are you, John Wood? Good, brother. How are you doing? Good, man. So, you, you got COVID? <laughs> I don't now. I mean, I did, but I'm what? now uh, free and clear. How did that now? How did that happen? And what was uh, your experience like with that? So, I um, I'm not sure how it happened. You know, we're in a in the position where, obviously, still training fighters and guys are still fighting in UFC. So I'm around quite a few people. Uh, the situation was uh i've been tested probably 15 times already before that came up so uh, i had a fighter that got signed or i had a, a a short notice fight oh shit you there yeah yeah we're here 
Okay. Had a short notice fight on uh, LFA in South Dakota. So flew out to South Dakota and I'd been tested literally like I think two weeks before, 10 days before that for UFC stuff. And uh, South Dakota got up the plane, got tested, went to the room, did our thing. Next morning I wake up and they say, I get a call at like 6 a.m. So I kind of knew, I was like, oh shit. Um, so I knew immediately that wasn't going to be a good deal. And uh, get the call from, uh, you know, the promoter and he says, you, you've got the, you got the Rona, bro. Wow. And uh, yeah, so um, my fighter, Natan Levy, actually tested negative. The other group of people, everybody that I was around tested negative. Um, I was the only one to test positive, but because of that, they had to still pull his fight. And uh, we had to drive uh, 22 hours back from South Dakota. <laughs> was, oh, my God. Do you think wow. it was a false positive? No. So here's the deal. Like, I didn't realize I got about 10, 10 people in camp right now. So we just kind of started ramping everything back up. So I didn't realize, like, I had really bad joint pain and things kind of going in. I was like, why the fuck my ankles hurt and all this stuff. And am I allowed to swear on this, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah right? totally. You're good, you're good why the fuck did my ankle hurt and all this shit? And uh, I thought I was over overworking. And, uh, you know, so that was kind of the thing I read that it was afterwards is like a big uh, telltale sign of it. I had no symptoms until the day after. So when we're driving back is when the shit started hitting me, man. And it was like, oh, wow. I started having super bad body aches. Like you got a really bad flu. And, and that was it. And like, I wasn't saying anything to Natan and I was the one driving back because I felt like an asshole since I got his fight pulled. But, uh, so I drove the whole way to make up for it kind of. But, um, by the time I got back home the next day, I felt like shit. So my body was hurt. Then the next day after that, I lost my sense of smell and taste, which I don't have back yet. So, um, I've been cleared for about 10 days now and actually just got tested yesterday because I got somebody on the next contenders and then I got Jojo this Saturday. So I've been tested twice and gotten cleared three times actually now I've been cleared once. So I, you know, good to go, but yeah, I have no taste, no smell. And it was honestly just like, um, bad body aches and, and kind of like a flu feeling. But to be honest, dude, if this thing didn't have a name and wasn't, and it wasn't like this, you know, deadly disease, I, I would have gone to work. I would have kept working. I would have worked through it. You know, I've had way worse flus and way worse colds. So um, I don't think it's something that would have would have stopped me from from doing what I do. But everybody has different experiences, apparently. Well, I've seen some of the girls we did. You never had taste. So uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, at this point in time, I think I'm unstoppable when it comes to diseases. I ain't getting that shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is now you have the antibody, right? So they say, you know, like every day um, something comes out in the news or like, oh, you can't get it again. Oh, you can't get it again. Oh, you can't you can get it off of service. Oh, you can't get it off of service. Don't lick the fucking telephone pole. Oh, you can lick the telephone pole. Whatever. It, it's seriously like every day it's something new. Um, but as of the information that I hear now is you can't get it again. So um, it's just, just like, just like, uh, um, actually, I'm not even going to say that. So that's too sensitive. Now, when you're driving in a car with Nathan Levy, who got his fight pulled, and you have coronavirus, how awkward is that? I mean, he's got to be like, I'm getting it. I'm in the same car with him for 19 hours, right? So here's the crazy thing. No one around me got it. My son didn't get it. JoJo didn't get it. 
Natan didn't get it. No one got it. So, like, the concept of, like, oh, you're around somebody and it's just this viral thing, like, you're not – I don't think that's the way it works. Not a single person around me um, got it. So, yeah, he was scared, and that's kind of – I felt like a shithead because – so I wasn't telling him that I felt bad, and, you know, until I got home, and then I was like, yeah, man, I'm dying. You might you might be dying too. But uh, – <laughs> And it's, it's one of those things where the thought does, like, go through your mind. Like, I'm like, holy shit, I'm 41 right now. I, there's heart disease in my family. Am I going to wake up tomorrow? It was, it was kind of freaky for a day or two, but now it's... Ugh. Well, I'm so happy that you're okay, man. The world, the yeah. world needs you, bro. Uh, <laughs> somebody that definitely needs you is, uh, is JoJo. So yeah. now she was up for a title shot with Shevchenko. You guys were training for Shevchenko. And now you're taking this fight. Um, this is a dangerous fight. This girl's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, I think. She's a yeah. good She's fighter. Looking- like, what's the upside to this? So here's the deal. Uh, you know, JoJo won that last fight nearly, I think, 10, 11 months ago in, in, the, in the last Abu Dhabi show against Andrea Lee. And essentially, we were shelved for the title fight then. We say, see what happens. You're next in line for the title fight. So we had to wait five months for Shevchenko, I think, to fight, uh, was it I, I think, at that time or somebody. And then so she fought I. We had already been sitting on the shelf for five months. They booked our fight in June. It was supposed to be in Perth, Australia. We accepted the fight. We were going to wait. So we were going to be on the shelf for, you know, six, seven months before she fought again. And then the world ended and the apocalypse started and all this bullshit. And so she had to – sit out a little bit longer but we kept each month it was like well we're gonna push back to july and then shevchenko ended up having um i think it was a knee surgery or some kind of surgery so basically then they said end of august then august turned into september so now we just got the call the other day that it wouldn't be till probably december which Kind of sounds like an indefinite thing. JoJo's been itching to fight. She's watching all these girls get two and three fights around her. She loves to fight. She's a fighter that works better when she's active and staying busy. Um, so, you know, and with this pandemic and all this crazy shit, being locked up in the house with me and, you know, like it's either she goes and fights somebody or she fucking fights me. And I don't want to deal with that right now. So, <laughs> you know, like we're, so it's better for, her career better for you know like all of us everybody <laughs> it's everybody's safety so it was funny because we got that call the day before that says it's not going to be till december and then um literally the next day maya's opponent got the got the rona too so i'm not i didn't give it to her i right, didn't right, do right. it i'm not i didn't set this up um and then uh we said yeah you know fuck it we'll take it now jake ellenberger moved to vegas he says he's banned from syndicate What's going on, what's going on with you two? What, what, why is there a beef? What happened? Wow, that was manufactured. Yeah, he's banned He's been at Extreme Couture training, but yeah. why are you picking the over Syndicate? Syndicate, yeah. like, what, what's going on, Jake? Adam, it seems like you're a bit of a fire starter, right? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he was always a Couture guy. He was a Couture guy back in the day. He was, you know, and and let's be honest, like if you come to Vegas, you're either going to be a Syndicate or you're going to be a Couture's. And it's just tomato, tomato, whichever people prefer, you know, like. Jake, what's, he, your, beef, what's your beef with Wood? Did you guys have a girlfriend back in the day? You guys bang the same girl? What no, happened? Oh, we've never had beef. No. All right. All right. I, I don't even fight anymore. I, I'm tired. I mean, we might have banged the same girl, but I didn't know we had beef over it. But Wow. 
Jake, this is shots fired here. The shots fired. Uh, so, so Jake, so you said that you would run the gym. Like you, you'd go to syndicate and beat everybody. Nobody's on your level over at syndicate. Uh, is that true? Do you think, uh, would, is that, is that what's going on? Oh, I mean, it's, it's quite possible. Like, I mean, I don't know. I got, we can get, you know, I got Cerrone out here right now and a couple of the guys that might argue about it, but like, I don't, I don't, he, I mean, yeah. Jake's a best dude, man. He probably could come in here and, you know, I don't want to start being old and beat up. He could beat me up for sure. So I'm, I'm retired, my man. I'm, I'm good, brother. <laughs> so now, uh, now what now Cerrone, you guys went to the Cerrone ranch for a couple weeks yeah I, I spent about a month out there for his last camp for pettis and uh you know i've known i've known cowboy for a long time years and years and years and years and he's come to vegas he always comes into the gym um and uh we've been friends for a while and always i've flirted around with working together and you know i've held pads for him before and it just the the you know the the virus you know, we had the pandemic and all that shit break out. And so I was just sitting around and he got a fight booked. He was on that first UFC card. So it just came out where I was able to uh, go out to the ranch for a month and spend time there. And um, he's actually out here this week working. And then I might go back out there next week. And so we're, you know, building. That's my mom back there. She obviously has no care about the live interview. I'm still on a live interview. So she just doesn't care. But anyway, so there's that. <laughs> Jake, you got to run? Uh, sorry, man. I gotta, yeah, I got to run. All right. Take care, brother. Good to see you guys. Peace. Get the best. Get okay. the best. So, I can be honest. That dude come over here. He got the shit kicked out of him. Nobody likes <laughs> him. <laughs> I, I, I heard that. <laughs> now, now is, it, is it hard, by the way? Because I, could, I know that I try to help my wife with her work, and she fucking yells at me. I couldn't imagine. She tries to t give me jokes. I'm just like, uh. I mean, obviously, you know, fighting, you're like, I think the most underrated, best trainer in the game. But is it hard having a fiance who's a fighter? Dude, it's, it's you know, I can separate it. Um, that's something I've been, uh, that I'm very good at is being able to, to do that. But no matter what, over time, you do get stuck into that kind of situation. It's hard in a lot of reasons. Obviously, I don't want to see her ever get beat up unfortunately you know that's not happened so when you know the four fights i've had her she's been very very you know come out of the fights unscathed and won except for a close decision um you do you know i think me and her and jojo's one of the hardest working sweetest people like she she's awesome dude she comes home after training all day cooks cleans dinner breakfast i mean that woman takes care of me top to bottom um she's amazing so like it, it, and I try to do the same, whatever I can reciprocate, and then coaching. And we, we have a very good uh, relationship when it comes to being able to, like, split the two. You do, no matter what, run into those type of things, especially if it's, you know, Aunt Flo comes to town and, you know, those type of things where it's, you know, the end of the month, things get a little bit. I spit my coffee once a month or something, but um, – no, it, it, it's really not been hard. Like, we've had a really, really good go, and, and we've kind of we, – we come in and we've uh, we've had our fights here and there. But, I mean, honestly, in the three years that we've been together, we've probably had three arguments. So, they were all Did being on vh ones couples therapy help you? No, not – that didn't do – I got – that didn't do anything for me. That, that has not helped um, – 
uh, catapult me into being uh, having good relationships. But I actually, you were on that show for the right reasons. It seemed like every time you and Jenna Jameson were on that show, you had a different syndicate shirt and a syndicate hat and syndicate. That was that was written into the contract. Like, listen, I you know I went on that. It was a fun thing to do. We had kind of a stupid chaotic year or two there between that situation that came up and and we did it you know and 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 actually i won't lie i did learn about some things i am i was i am not now but i was kind of a shithead known for being a shithead when it came to relationship stuff so i i've i've gone down a different path these days and 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 jenna's sober too which is good because uh she she's doing real well she went off met somebody nice and had a kid and she's sober and she's She's, you know, she's doing her thing, so. No, because I, I, I remember you came to my show, and she did <laughs> not with it. And I was like, is anyone else? I felt like I was on a different planet. I'm like, or, or backstage, it's me, you, Kiesa, I think Phil Garce, and Jenna Jameson, and Jenna was on some kind of pills or something, and I was like, what is going on right now? But it's still Jenna Jameson, so, I mean, that's still like, you know. It- you know, and that's another thing, too, is I've known her for a while, too, before all that shit went down. We were friends, and we had communicated for, you know, quite some time, and we came from the same circles back in Arizona and things, and it was a, it was a situation where um, it just seemed like a fun thing to do, and it turned into a kookier thing to do, and then it got real kooky, and then it just, it, you know, <laughs> we, we both decided to uh, step away. No, I think it's good. I, I, think, I think JoJo's the one. I honestly think so. She's... she's... I, I, dude, I honestly... And like you know me for a while, and obviously you bust my balls about the stuff. But I, I have, uh, she is the woman that has uh, for sure changed my ways, and uh, you know for the better in all reasons. You know she's fantastic with my child. I couldn't think of, I couldn't even imagine another woman taking care of my kid the way she does, and and he loves her to death, and me. It's just, it's a great relationship, man. So yeah. I'm gonna try. To- she's hot. She can fight. Her voice is amazing. She's got tats. Uh, I mean, I mean, what more do you want? Uh, so uh, good for you. And she's cool. She's got, yeah. she's got a huge heart. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm on Team JoJo um, and Team Wood. Now, I got to say, some of the people you trained, I remember you had a cast on your arm. And I, I said, what happened? You said, I was holding the pads for Nganu. Uh, how hard does that dude kick and punch? And what's training uh, that guy like? I mean everything that you would see and think how hard he kicks and punches is, is true it's it, he's a savage that guy is i mean he has power like none other power that you could possibly imagine you know and, and i'm i'm not gonna say he broke my hand off of or my wrist off of punching but the dude took me down while we were doing pads like we you know when my when i work pads for mma i I get involved. We go takedowns. We go fence work. We get up. Uh, the guy blasted through on, <laughs> through on a takedown, and the next thing I know, when I got up, my wrist was broken. So, but I did finish the round, so that was okay. I actually finished the whole session. Went and got a cast, um, and then just kept going the next day. You know, put a pad over it and go. And that's not the first time. And like, I I um, pride myself on sacrificing my body for my for my team and my family. And uh, if I can physically you know, strap a pad on and, and get going. I'll, I'll, there's not much that's going to keep me out of there. But that dude, um, you know, I'm real happy that he found a, a good home and he's working with some good guys because I don't know that I could take that kind of abuse. 
Oh my God. No, I mean, but your gym, by the way, is just, it's like, a, I, you know, when I'm in Vegas, I go to your gym. The characters in your gym are so funny, but it's, a, it's like a, a home for like, like homeless professional amazing fighters. Um, yeah, like you have like Serena DeJesus, who's awesome, who's an Invicta, who has autism. Then you got Mike Pyle with the, the mullet from out of Tennessee. Ooh. We still haven't figured out what's wrong with him, but there's definitely something wrong with him. Uh, then you have like the monkey god uh, who's fighting next week. On, yeah. I mean, that dude's undefeated jujitsu guy who, uh, who fights. Weirdest, like guy. weirdest fighter you will ever see in your life. And everybody, I guarantee, he's like 10 or 12 and 0 through amateur and pro, 6 and 0 pro. That dude is like, he's married. Mormon, nice little Mormon kid married to a woman. Very flamboyant. Looks like he's like the nicest dude uh ever and people like underestimate him he is the craziest dude you'll ever get in a ring with and he will just savagely destroy you and that's what he's been doing so he finally just got signed so next tuesday watch uh jordan levitt the monkey king but yeah we have a very you know one thing that differentiates uh, differentiates us from a lot of the different gyms is i like to have a team and a family you know so i don't care about having you know i have 45 people on my mat today um you know probably seven or eight people from the UFC on the mat. Uh, I like to build from within. I like to have a team. I like to have people that I want to have come over to my house and, and hang out and barbecue and build build a good rapport with people. I don't need a thousand people on the mat. It's nice. I will never say that, you know, like having that many people isn't good for the gym, but I like to have a team that I can control. I like to have a team, you know, I brought in Mike Piles now coaching here full time. Um, this dude I've been with for 20 years. Uh, John Gunderson, assistant coach here too. Like amazing guys that we're really trying to do something different and do something special here and, uh, you know, build some crazy ass fighters. And fortunately it's, I was just telling somebody earlier, you know, I've, I've been able to help out and rebuilding some careers with like Roxanne and, you know, Jojo got here and she was on a losing streak. Owen two and building that, you know, and I just, I got Nico Montana in here now and, and Emily Whitmire. Uh, you know, we've got a ton of awesome ladies here and JoJo Rocks. We've got a, probably one of the strongest women's squads in the, in the you know, in, in MMA right now. Um, and just, you know, we're doing some good things, man. And gym's expanding again. I just picked up another 3,000 square feet. We're in a new location. Killing it, dude. It's, it's doing good, man. And then you got a bunch of Israeli guys just randomly. Just yeah. Like, live there. Yeah, uh, I I don't even know where these guys are from, but it's just it's, and then but then now is it hard for you sometimes to like? I know that you had um uh, the, uh what's your name the the, the, the uh, champ um the girl one thirty five Valentina yeah yeah no uh, uh Amanda yeah, Amanda Nunez comes in yeah um and then Kiesa comes in sometimes they have their own training camp but they want your eyes behind them kind of a thing or yeah it's crazy man you know i've been i've been in the sport of mma for almost 25 years now or 24 years i don't age myself that much and i've had a lot of relationships obviously i've had a gym for 16 years now so i've met so many people through on the way up amanda's one of those people that i met she came in my gym years and years i think before she was even in the ufc and she was in invicta and just the nicest sweetest person i've ever met in my life every show i'd see her at we'd always keep hey how you doing da, 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 talking never changed and she was the same way when she became the champ you know so whenever she comes to vegas you know she'll even say her home away from home she's awesome to work with her and nina and you know congratulations on the soon to be baby like awesome people have changed a bit you know and 
just relationships over the years. And the same thing with Kiesa. Started working with him a long time. And so whenever these guys are in town, it's just it's it's great. Vegas happens to be a hub, and the UFC's here, so somebody's always here. You know, so it's great to work with these people. No, you're you're, you're killing the game, bro. And uh, you're a nice guy, and you're a good coach, and you you give a shit. Uh, you're you're one of the good guys, and you know what? Also, I think look, Roxanne was on like a seven fight losing streak. You turned her into yeah. an athlete, and she was murdering people and beating people that used to beat her. That's when yeah. you know somebody's good, when they can beat somebody that used to beat yeah. you. So, I, yeah, I, and I honestly think it's, it's, it's you, it's your eyes, it's, it's the way you are with people, and uh, I give you a lot of credit, man. I appreciate it, man. You've always been a, a big supporter and, and very kind to me, so thank you. I always appreciate no that. Even if you talk shit, Twitter, and say bye. I want to come to the wedding. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're working on trying to get that at the, the UFCPI. So that was the plan. We're gonna try to get married there. Uh, I think you know you'll hear about it after this fight. So if we can get the pandemic, we're gonna go all in and see if we can get the the wedding there. Say hi to John. Say hi to John. ABC. Okay, ABC, ABC. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, John. Thank you so much. We and Doug get the best. Have a good rest of the week. Uh, good luck to JoJo this Saturday. I'm gonna be rooting for her. Awesome man, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, brother. Tá, estou tão duro para dar moral, tá?